Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here. Um, this is our special 50th episode. Uh, we made it to 50 episodes already. And for that special episode, I've got the original Beastmaster, Drew Hooper. Hello, hello. He's there. <laughs> And then we've also got Adam, Adam Bergenheimer. So we've got two, uh, the the old the old guard and the new guard. So I figured we'd have some fun, talk about how the beast, you know, the the humble beginnings to where we are now, and just kind of have some fun with this. Does that mean we get like our own force? So like if we've got the old guard, new guard, and then Trump has space force, do we have like the beast force? I, the beast I, force. I yeah. I'm not even sure if it's a question. It just sounds like that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be part of Space Force. I just every time we talk about Space Force, I think of space balls. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which you know is very appropriate because we are balls deep. So yes, we are. So <laughs> I mean, you combine the two: you got Space Force and Beast Force. Now you got. Balls for us. It just makes sense. There we go. <laughs> totally <laughs> work. Well, yeah, I won't lie that. that agree with that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't lie that when I was at the Portland Sprint this weekend, it totally made me smile to hear Beast, how deep. <laughs> I loved it. Absolutely loved it because I wasn't sure that that was still going to be there because, you know, it's been a while since I've been at a race. And so I wasn't sure that that was still carrying on, and I love that it was. I don't think anybody remembers, like, how it came to be, which is less important than the fact that it just is. (laughs) I think we had this conversation one time, like, on the Facebook page, and someone found it. It was, I was trying to think, I think it was Martha. Uh, no, I haven't no, saved Brandy. though. So if if we Brandy, yeah, it was Brandy, and, was and Brandy. I have the, the conversation saved so that whenever anybody asks, I can just share it up again. But yeah, it was you know I forget what it was. There was it was a race that that like uh, closed right. It it they read set up registrations and then they went bankrupt. And yeah. she said in her post, she's like, I'm balls deep depressed. And of course, all the guys are like, wait a second, balls deep and depressed usually don't really go hand in hand. No. (laughs) And so it started a whole thread that is very appropriate for all ages. Yep. And then by the end, it basically came down to that that was our, that became our 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 battle cry. That's our battle cry. That's right. I love it. And I think it was the very next race. We all started chanting it. It was just like, I think it was the Washougal maybe even. And like you could, you could chant it and you'd say, how deep? And I mean, from all through the forest, you could hear balls deep. And it was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. It was. It was really cool. It was, that was awesome. That was when you actually realized, wait, this is like a real team. <laughs> yeah. We have our own battle cry. <laughs> yeah. We've been that was the defining moment since 2015. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> are making people awkwardly and uncomfortably laugh since 2015. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then we would have that post with that chat or that chant. We would say that, and then you know, somewhere along the line, very soon after came the the phrase, and that's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> 
There have been a few people that have been offended by it, don't like it, but it's kind of, it became our thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, I guess my philosophy on, on it was, and the reason why, like, when, when I was kind of running the ship, the reason why I never, you know, tried to hold it back is I figured, you know, you establish a culture. And if you want to have a culture of acceptance and fun and enjoyment and pleasure, anyone who gets offended by that generally is not going to be supportive of that culture. Yeah. Right? They tend to be more restrictive. And then they find, and a lot of times, and, you know, if someone is listening gets offended by it, hey, I have no problem just saying that. This just seems to be the way that it is, that folks who get seriously and truly offended by stuff like that have a tendency to restrict their environment so much that it makes it, makes it uncomfortable for other people to be around them and makes it feel like you can't be yourself, right? And so the, yeah. the thought was that, you know what, everybody is having fun with this. Is it inappropriate? Absolutely, but they love it. And so just kind of let it roll. Yeah, and I mean, that was kind of the original, like, really feeling and, and thought with the beast was, we accepted everybody and we accept people for who they are. You know, you don't need to change for us. Just be who you are and have fun. And that's what yeah. I always loved about the beast. And I mean, like this weekend really reminded me of that, of just having fun and going out there and doing it. So Absolutely. it was, yeah. Yeah, no, it was just, that was just, you know, got us off on a tangent there, but I mean, it really was super exciting <laughs> to hear that still going on. Made me laugh. I loved mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it was great to see you out there this weekend. Will we see you at more of them, or was this kind of just a different your toes uh, back yeah, in, seeing no, if you're going to keep doing it? You know, it's, so this was definitely a, a test. My my nephew was with me, and uh, the last obstacle course race that I'd done other than terrain race, uh, um, well, I guess it wasn't the last one, but the last Spartan race I'd done was the Washougal Sprint back in 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, I think was the last, or maybe it was the second to last Spartan race anyway, that I had done. And so uh, I decided to come and do this and use it as a way to have a nice way to connect with my nephew. So I went up and picked him up. He was uh, lived pretty far away, so we had a nice six-hour drive <laughs> down to Washougal and uh, spent, spent the, the night there on Friday and then raced all day Saturday and spent time there. He had a blast. I had a blast. And what I realized is that through the personal training I've been doing and the weight loss and everything, I think I'm going to actually go after the beast. So I think I'll be at the beast and then I'm doing the, um, I'm doing warrior dash as well. I've got a friend who's never done an obstacle course race before. And I thought that might be a good intro race for him. So he's uh, going to be doing warrior dash with me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so I'm excited. Yeah. Drew's half the man he used to be. So, <laughs> not quite, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You are getting there. You're looking good. Yeah, you thank are, you. It's it's been a lot of hard work, but I tell you what, doing that race was all I needed to keep going because that was without a doubt that was the best. Like physically, that was the best race I've ever had. I you know uh, in the past. I would do a race and bottom line, if there was an obstacle, I was going to fail it, <laughs> right? It was just, yeah. my job was to simply 
finish the race and, you know, and leverage my relationships to help me finish it, you know, to, I mean, well, you know, Mike, we were together that first, yep. that first Montana beast, right? Oh, yeah. That's where we met was at that beast. And there's a reality. If you guys hadn't been there, I would have bailed out. You know, it was getting over walls. We were stepping on each other to get over the walls. And, and so it's always been something that was more of a, you know, I was participating to finish. And what was so cool was this time it was like, you know, my nephew couldn't keep up with me. Like I was having to wait and kind of slow down for him. And he's, you know, 17. And so it was so cool to be able to actually clear the walls without help and, uh, you know, do the monkey bars and to do the rings. I've never done rings a day in my life have I ever done rings. And I was able to do them. And so, you know, physically, I was just in in such better shape. It made me really excited and made me want to do the the beast just to just to compare and see where I'm at physically today because I just I felt so good. The one thing I do want to bring up there is the part that you say there where you wouldn't have finished, you would have bailed out if I wasn't, me and Jason weren't there, which is funny because every time I tell the story, it's the complete opposite, that I was going to bail out if you weren't there. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a, It was a joint effort. We finished together. Yeah, we did. And That's then right. have you done yeah. a beast since then, or was that the only beast you did? That's the only one I've done, and I said I would never, ever do one again. Um, right now you I changed my mind. I understand, I understand yeah. that feeling because that's that's what I said right afterwards. But then someone got me sucked in. I think it was Brandon Chen, but that bastard. But he got me sucked back <laughs> in and doing another one. So yeah, yeah. no, I I'm excited. And this time I think I actually was thinking about going to this one on my own and not like usually I show up with a friend and we race together. But I was thinking that this one I might actually go at it alone just to see. You know, just to see what I can do without feeling like I need to wait for somebody. Um, I've never done one just on my own, and I and I'm thinking that this one I want to um, just is more of a challenge to see, you know, what can I do if I'm by myself and you know nobody's waiting on me and I'm not waiting on anybody else. I'm, I'm just curious to see what I can do physically as like just a personal challenge. And so I think that's the way I'm going to approach the beast is I'm just going to attack it on my own and. If I meet up with, you know, beasts who are kind of running at the same pace, then, you know, I'll connect up. But, you know, if we separate, I won't be tied to any of that, just kind of having a good time. But ultimately, I just want to see where I land with it. And, so and I'm training awesome. hard. I do. I do. Vegas every year is usually the first race I do at the beginning of the year, the Super and the Sprint. And that's kind of how I do that one. That's my gauge in my mind of that's the race that very few beasts go to. And it's always that's my race to go yeah. do my thing where I'm not, you know, it's like Washua this weekend. I ended up helping uh, one of Jesse's friends, Tony, who I don't know if you saw Tony. Tony was a big boy and helped him get through it. But because I stayed back with him, it took us almost three and a half hours. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, a lot of the time, that's lot actually of time the fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of the times that's super fulfilling to watch and help other people, you know, and to go through as a team. And, yeah. and I've done that before. And, and so my thought on this one is, you know, I've never actually just run one uh, at full bore by myself without, you know, being kind of feeling tied to anybody else and or having someone else tied to me, too. That sometimes, yeah. especially if you're if there's a significant difference in your physical ability, sometimes if you're the one that's 
pulling everybody back. You have this weird mental thing going on, like, oh, they're not having fun because of me. <laughs> yep. And it's, it's BS most of the time, but still, you have that conversation. So, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of what I'm shooting for with the beast. I really want to challenge myself and, and go at it because I'm just in such better shape. I mean, it's, I've, never, I've never felt like this before. And that's awesome. Like I said, that's what I love about Vegas because it gives me that chance to remember what it's like to run for myself. But it is super fulfilling, though, to run those races with other people. And, I mean, at the end of the race in, in Washu, well, Jesse got pictures of it. I gave Tony his medal because, I mean, yeah. getting him through it was just, I mean, it was like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm bigger than I should be right now, and I need to start working again really hard and get over this foot issue. But, I mean... Tony, you know, he even at times he was ready to quit a few times and it's like, no, dude, come on, we're finishing this thing. Let's go. You know, and it's super fulfilling for that. But like you said, it, it's nice every once in a while just to go out and run and go. And that's yeah. what Vegas is for me every year. Hey, Adam, do you have like, is there a particular race during the year that you look at as your race? The one that you kind of don't partner up with anybody on and you just kind of go for it? You know, I, I haven't picked one. Uh, I've switched back and forth uh, throughout the years. So, uh, you know, it's been more often than not the Portland Sprint. Um, okay. And then you know, where the Beast and the Super in Seattle or some of those other longer ones I've used to go with folks um, that maybe got intimidated by the longer distances. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd say probably the go-to one would be the Portland Sprint. Just I've done that the most times by myself, just for me. Um, I think this year was a bit of an exception with the the suit and the wedding and the. Yeah, uh, I know what an adventure that was. I never so I'm I'm interrupting you for a second just because I got to take this <laughs> as an aside. When I so when I started the team, there was never once a moment that I thought, you know, someday team members are going to get engaged on the on the race course. They're going to get married on the race course. Never <laughs> once did that cross my mind, and I couldn't believe it when I've seen the post, you know, about people getting engaged and married. And I mean, blows my mind, like. Like there's something that's been created there just within the culture, right? That's not anything that the Adam that you did or that I did. That's something that the team did, right? That's a, that's a unification of people right there that creates like this, you know, in a way, almost like this spiritual vibration where people are just operating at a level that allows them to connect in a way that they normally wouldn't, right? I mean, it's just, so cool to see that happening within the team and, and at these races. Like I was, I was just blown away by that. I think it's so cool. Oh yeah, that is. I mean, there's so many things that, I mean, what, when I joined the group right before Montana, there was what, maybe 30 of us about that. Yes. Yeah. Right around there. Well, so if we were to look at the team as a whole, at that point, there was about 50. But we had about 30 at, Man- at Montana, just not everybody yeah. registered under the team, right? So, yeah, there were 30 of us that showed up at that race. And then, yeah, I mean, just to think, I mean, back then, I mean, there was just a bunch of us, you know, saying, hey, let's get together, do some workouts, and we'll do a couple races. And now I think at last count, we went over 2,000, what, two months 2000, ago? 2,000, What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2,050-something. Yeah, that's yep. it, which is just crazy. I mean, to think there's yeah, that and, many people. 
Yeah, and I remember the days where we were at like 400 and I was putting out little giveaways, right? That I'd gotten these donations of like license plate covers and stuff and, and doing these, yep. these promos trying to get the team to grow to 500 and getting people to invite their friends and, and all this stuff. And, you know, and it was, and, and it was so exciting because at the end of, I think it was the end of our first full year that we hit 500. Yeah. It was right in there. And that's what I was shooting for. And so we were doing all these little giveaways and things, trying to, to promote the team and giving away stickers and all kinds of stuff. That was fun. Yeah. The, the toughest part then, too, was getting people to register on the, under the team for races. Um, Adam, do you still – so, so when, I, when I was running, running the show and running the ship, all of this stuff was like no one had ever registered under a team before unless maybe they had registered under their gym. You know, like Anytime Fitness, I remember, was one that, you know, some of the crew had, had had a gym that would run together, so they'd register under that. But otherwise, it wasn't like a common idea or concept to register as a team. And so it took like two years to get people to actually truly register under the team and to get the team name right and, you know, all this, this yeah. BS. It took forever. What's that like today? How easy is does everybody know what they're supposed to do or do you still run into challenges with that? You know, I think uh yeah, I think we still run into challenges, right? So I think really it's more of, you know, where do we play? Um so we've got some pretty strong relationships that we've developed with some of uh some of the other teams out there, especially uh where your state of mind and then, you know, secondly um core over in Colorado. And so, really, I think it's funny because Mike commented on something uh, from the other day. It was like, "Hey, dude, you got to update this." Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it, was, it was exactly to that point. It was okay. Make sure you register, and if you're going to these races in these territories, then register under this team or that team. <laughs> or if you're going up north into Canada, then register under our Canadian brothers and sisters as, as uh, Van City OCR. Um, and then they, when they come into our territory, um, they do the same thing now with us. So the yeah. last race, we had a good amount of folks um, from Van City OCR that came down over. Uh, we had a few people from Warrior State of Mind that came up from Utah um, or, you know, south, uh, eastern Idaho. Um, so I think that's kind of, you know, the general direction we have. But you know what? It's It's been funny. There's I'd say there's two challenges that we've had with that. So A... You know, okay, I'm going to this race. Where do I where do I go? I got to double check. I need to update the cheat sheet. Okay, where's the cheat sheet, right? And and yeah. then from there, uh, you know, um, Spartan's been having a bug lately, um, where you know for Spartan races, not necessarily other OCRs that have you know team functions, occasionally it's been telling people that there's a password required or the team is full, uh, when maybe there isn't a password required. Or the team oh, isn't full. There's, there's no, there's right. no cap. Um, and so we yeah. had a couple of times like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, like, ah, I was trying to be beast. Looks like I didn't get in. We're like, what the heck? I'm like, no, you're in. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's figure it out. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, sometimes that can be discouraging. Go register for something. And it's like, hey, no. Um, I think that that's maybe our kind of weird hurdle. Um, but I think that there's enough people out there that have done it long enough and especially just the amazing beast that we have in general that, um, 
are just so helpful and just genuinely want to see people do good and, and overcome whatever they need to overcome and, and get to that next level. I think there's a lot yeah. of people out there um, and a lot of bees that want to just help people out. And so I, I wouldn't say it's so much registering for race or how to register underneath the team, but it's, uh, you know, a, uh, okay, what territory where, which is, you know, kind of, an, you know, uh, a struggle, a speed bump that we've created in a sense. And then, um, you know, be, you know, user error or, you know, design error or whatever you might call it on the, on the Spartan side. But, you know, yeah. to the point, the, the team alliances that we've had um, with our sister teams, I think that's really, really been beneficial. I know uh, Mike, when he goes down to, to Vegas, he, he goes and sees a ton of Warriors Save Mind people every year. Yeah. And those kind of relationships are really cool. Like, oh, what's up, man? I haven't seen you for, you know, six months or a year. It's great. I'm here with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Really- it's great running with them. They're a great group. Now, that's, you know, that's something, too, that I, I remember, you know, there was this moment early on with the team where, you know, because at, at first the teams I was really following to kind of try to, determine how to make all this come together and to just learn how other people were successfully leading a team is I always looked to New England Spartans. And then I was originally kind of looking at Weeples too. And, uh, but, and the one thing that I always saw from, from this, the New England Spartans that I didn't see so much on the Weeple side was that they seem to really have good relationships with other teams in other parts of the country. And Weeple never really seemed to do that, at least at that time. And I, I can't speak to today, but at least at the time, they they didn't have any relationship. And they were actually pretty com- combative in some ways um, about their, you know, their their races. And so that was one thing that I love. Paul, um, who I think he's now stepped away from the leadership of the Spottons. But I love Paul yeah. and the leadership that he gave there because – you know, that's where a lot of the kind of cultural pieces like the, the partnering came from, you know, really watching how they did things. And uh, so, so that's a good shout out to him because uh, really bottom line is I stole all of his ideas. But it looked really original while I did it. <laughs> you know, and no, I think you bring up a good point is the New England Spartans. Uh, yeah, I'm not from the East Coast, so East Coast listeners, I'm saying it wrong. Please don't hate me. Um, <laughs> hey, it's totally right. <laughs> geez. I went over, gosh, I was just in New York a few months ago, and I said something, and a guy looks at me, and he goes, you know, we don't all talk like the Wahlburgers. <laughs> I was like, no, come on. <laughs> um, no, but you know, Paul and the Spartans, uh, there's some really amazing people in there. You know, we've had a couple. We've actually had a couple uh, come over and race with us here yeah. in Seattle yep. uh, a couple times. And that's been really cool. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was talking to these guys, and they said that if, you're, if we're ever out here, that you should go talk to these guys because there's a couple cool people out there that, like, I guess they're friends with these guys. and. They yep. gave him a thumbs up, so we're we're here, and that yep. that's no, very special. Yeah, no, you know it was interesting that uh, you know when everything first started, I reached out to all the the team leaders. So you know, I reached out to Paul, I reached out to um, Matt for the Dirty Peaches, and and Matt also runs with his obstacle racing media that Matt 
runs. Yeah, and so he used to be, I don't know if he still runs it, but he used to run uh, kind of dirty peaches or be at least in leadership there. And then a guy named Kevin from the Muddy Mutter Muckers or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And and so and then I would reach out to Dave with Weeple and and bottom line, it was Kevin, Matt, and Paul who would always respond back in the beginning and help make the connections with like Rose, for example, um, you know, who uh, Rose Wetzel-Sinnett, who uh, at the time was kind of leading one of the, the teams in our area um, as an admin, but it was just such a small group that it didn't show up when you do a search. And so, so anyway, they kind of helped to make everything come together and to put us in contact with, you know, with even with Spartan and trying to get discount codes at the time and everything else and so it was it was neat because immediately with those people we kind of created some some quasi relationships there that ultimately led to that mentality of saying you know we really should partner with other people when we go and that's when when i realized what how helpful they were i just immediately started promoting that hey if you're traveling to these areas make sure to register under these teams and support them because bottom line there wouldn't be beast ocr if it weren't for these guys helping me put everything together and sharing yeah. their ideas and concepts so yeah so big shout out to all those those teams that are you know like warrior state of mind where everybody where they're willing to work together in core you know that i love that mentality within the obstacle course racing community those teams that that have that um, I say, you know, it's always been one of those things that we support the hell out of them, and then we find that they support us back, and it's just a great kind of, you know, brotherhood of obstacle course racing. I totally agree. Awesome. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, I was say, it is awesome, because, I mean, it's like, what was it, last last year in Vegas was like a week or two weeks after the three core girls were in that horrible accident, and yeah. I was one of the, the worst state of mind me and the Warrior State of Mind people all carried a core flag for the entire race, that whole sprint in Vegas wow. two years ago. So, you know, there's pictures of me with, you know, all the Warrior State of Mind, and we just we carried the flag the whole time to, you know, pay homage to those those poor girls. But, I mean, and that's, that's what was cool was I was the only beast there, and, like, Matt, you know, at that time with Warrior State of Mind was like, hey, you want to come with us? You know, you're, you're running with us today. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and, and that it was just that kind of, you know, help each other mentality. Yeah, well, and, and even speaking to that, like I remember when that happened, um, you know, so many of the people on our team changed their profile pictures to the Warrior State of Mind logo, the special logo that they made for those girls, like in, in recognition of them and remembrance. And so yeah. many of our team members changed their profile pictures for like a week um, just acknowledging and recognizing that kind of connectivity between the teams, even though that relationship was so new. Um, and that was, you know, that meant a lot to them. I remember, you know, being reached out to by members, the, by leadership of CORE, you know, with a big thank you for supporting them and their, you know, the, the folks that were lost. And so that was, that was a, a neat thing to see from our team. Because, I mean, they didn't have a relationship with them, right? It was just... It was that connectivity through obstacle course racing that, you know, brought the, the groups together and, and supported this family. And I mean, I, I just, I don't know, I, I was, that was a neat thing.
Yeah, and that's what's neat about, you know, the obstacle course racing, not just, you know, the teams, but as for obstacle course racing in general, I mean, there is that thing of helping. I mean, there's comp- yeah. comp- competition, but at the same time, it's like, when the time comes, it's like, okay, when the time comes, we'll compete, but when the time comes, we'll step back and help you too. So it's, yeah. it's that balance. So, and I've seen that from a lot of teams. There's a few teams out there that you don't see it as much, but most ops course teams you see is that helping attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, I think for, and I'm going to, I'm going to lay it on thick with what Mike said here and, and kind of solidify that. I think that mentality was always kind of there. Uh, and people, people look for, I think people are innately good, you know, and, and they want to go do good for others because hey, it's cool to see people light up. And it's cool, and it's such a, a, a cool feeling to know that you have somebody, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, obstacles racing is a catalyst that is makes it easy to just be good to your fellow man. And, um, you know, I, I experienced that with Beast early on when I was still kind of figuring out what was going on. And, you know, a few obstacle horse races in, like, oh, okay, this is a thing. And... Um, we actually talked about it briefly at the Hurricane Heat 146 uh, this last weekend. And um, my first experience, my first Spartan experience uh, was, um, was uh, you know, the at the time it was, it's now Portland Sprint, but it was the, the Pacific North, Pac Northwest Sprint and the Hurricane Heat uh, 73. And two hours, you know, before the the Hurricane Heat, I got a call from from my my ex-wife at the time and she said hey you know i'm i'm leaving you and you know i could have walked away and i could have you know i could have tucked my tail and uh you know it, it it destroyed me but you know <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is i was like you know i'm gonna do this and there were a couple beasts there that like, yeah okay we're gonna do this <laughs> and they didn't know but, you know, five minutes into this hurricane heat, I'm getting destroyed. There's 100 burpees immediately off. And I look over, and on one side of me is Dana, and on the other side is Jen. So Dana Christopher just did his 100th OCR this last Saturday. Uh, and Jen Moffitt, is now, um, she's now um, an airline something, but she's doing good. Right. And they were both close to me, and um, I just remember they looked so strong. And, uh, and I didn't even know them yet. And like, I was like, man, these guys are so strong. I- I'm going to be strong like these guys too. And then, you know, them plus I saw Brandon, like right after the burpees, Brandon chin. And he's like, you're doing good, brother. You got this. I got this. We're going to do this. And I think it's those little moments like that. Cause we, we don't know what the other person next to us is always going through. Um, or we don't know what that person that's struggling on the wall, what just happened to them, um, or, you know, what maybe horrible atrocities they had. There was a guy that came out to the hurricane heat this last Saturday. Um, he was on disability for 17 years and just was cleared for physical exercise a little bit ago. And he was coming out and he was going to push hard. Um, and he was struggling hard, very hard. He almost quit uh, multiple times, but he kept going. And, the people around him wouldn't let him quit. They didn't know that. And they, they just wanted to see him succeed. And I think it's a, it's a really good reminder of that kind of healthy attitude, I think, that, that OCR has. And, and, and we see it, especially in those sister teams. Is, let's do some good because it's worth doing good. And it doesn't, nothing else matters. Right now, you need some good. We're going to give you some good. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what's great. Yeah, and I I remember uh, I think I think it was that because did you do the hurricane heat and the sprint, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> and then were you were you all American flagged out like the high elite? The headband yeah. and <laughs> yeah, I remember that was the first time that I'd ever met this guy, and uh, and that's right. So what I remember is this tall, you know, fit guy, no beard though. If I remember right, you didn't have a beard then. No, no. Right? I think no. you had a goat maybe, or no, no. I don't even think you had facial hair at that time. No, I didn't do that right? back then. Yeah. So, yeah you're right. <laughs> so so I remember this guy and and you know, runs up to me, Beastmaster, hey, I'm Adam. It's so cool to meet you. <laughs> and I think I was trying to get everybody at that time to sign to I had this big black poster board and I just wanted to like commemorate this event of getting us all together in one, you know, large group. And so yeah. I had everybody sign this card and I remember getting Adam up there to sign it and i was trying to get people to fill out you know the team name on the card and i think he even helped with some of the letters the bubble letters but <laughs> i remember because he was all highlighted out with his american flag stuff and no beard and it was like super high energy and and i was like wow this kid's on fire <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, you know when you uh, you look at a puppy and it's just going, it's got the, the zoomies and it's going crazy, and you're like, you're cute, <laughs> kind of terrifying at the same time. Like you gave me that yeah. look, or you're like, this is either on something, or he's got it figured out, or he he's literally insane and I should run. But <laughs> you gave me this look. I, was, I just, I was like, I just met the beastmaster and I already scared him off. They do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so funny because he totally like ran up on me and I'm like, uh, hi. <laughs> it was hilarious. And little did I know that it would be a couple <laughs> years later and we hand the entire leadership of the team to this nut job. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. So I, I know that, I know Mike, that this is your show, but I'm, I, I no, no, have I'm a focused. question for Adam. So, <laughs> so, I, I have a question. So as a guy who's been, you know, out of the picture for a while and just on the very periphery of the team, peripheral of the team, what is coming up for 2019? What are some dreams, some plans that maybe they're not solidified, maybe they're not anything anybody should count on, but do you have anything? What, what's, the, what's, what's your mastermind plan for coming up? What you got going on, sir? Let's actually, before you answer that, Adam, Let's take a quick break for a sponsor. That's what you call uh, like a, That's what you call cheese, people. We're gonna take a quick, quick break for a sponsor. We'll be right back, and then Adam's gonna answer that question. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, we're back from break, Adam, and go ahead and answer the question. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't recall. 
Um, <laughs> was it too long? <laughs> were we, were we break too you long? need me to ask the question again, Adam? <laughs> No, no, I just, uh, you know, I, I have to let you all know that you're under, you know, non-disclosure agreement and uh, you have to sign. <laughs> okay, it's just between you, me, Drew, and everyone listening, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally so it, private. Internet. Totally private. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that sounds kind of scary. So it gets you. Come on now, let the cat out of the bag. You don't have to give all the juicy no. details, but let us. Come on now, feed me, feed me, Seymour. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I think I think we can answer that. And and I uh, I've been really trying to take, especially in the last several months, an approach of um, you know, the last couple of months have been kind of hard personally, just my family. We've had some, you know, funny and sad things happen and. I've learned that, um, you know, in my own personal leadership style, that vulnerability and, um, and, and transparency are my, my best, my, my best tools, right? It's just being yep. real with people. And maybe that sounds silly, like, no, man, we weren't previously or, or whatever, but, um, you know, I think if we go back a little bit, um, when you first approached me and you're like, Hey dude, um, so I need to make a change and uh, here's the key to the kingdom. And I just about, you know, you know, lost my bowel movements for the day. Uh, <laughs> and, and that was cool. And I was humbled beyond all belief and honored. But I, 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 uh, I grew up with the mentality that you gotta, you know, you have to do it yourself to get it done. Right. And so that was the first take that I went with it. Um, which is funny. Cause I, I remember you saying like, don't go at it alone, Adam. And, you know, then I was like, right. yeah, I got this. And then here I, you know, tumble, 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 face plant, face plant, you know, <laughs> critical. Uh, and I messed up a lot, you know, and, and there's times where I, I needed help or, you know, maybe I said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing or wasn't true to myself or just tried to, you know, and it just wasn't right. And, and so there's a lot of growing and shifting. And, and uh, I think that all kind of has really come full circle in the last few years and it's come to this place where, you know, we brought, we've, we've had this amazing leadership team now. And that's, that's kind of been my mission. Um, I want to say since, you know, summer 2017 was going like, okay, look, if we're going to go big, if we're going to go hard, and if we're going to get to a place where we just do stupid, ridiculous stuff that we can't even imagine, we have to have a solid crew of amazing people because it takes a village. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take an Adam. This isn't the Adam show. This isn't the, you know, Adam and Drew show. This is the Peace OCR. So what do we have to do to make it Peace OCR? Um, so I'm going back in time before we go forward in time. I hope that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I think the last uh, year has been really focused on figuring out, okay, what do we, where do we want to go? Uh, who, who's got passion and heart and, and, genuinely wants to see success of people and team and you know who's got passions in what areas that maybe you know maybe we can put them in a position where maybe they'll they'll rise up maybe not or you know maybe we can you know somebody's doing this and they they love it if what if we give them a platform that they can use to try something and maybe it works out really well and the team has some cool benefit from it and i think that's really developed since 
you know, August, July 2017. Um, and it first started with a call to Zane. So Zane, Wendango, Tree Walker, Mordor, Bunny Rabbit, um, whatever other <laughs> name. Um, I remember I called him in uh, early July 2017. I was like, dude, I need help. Um, and we've talked. Help me, please. And, um, and that's what kind of, I think, changed that, that course. And, uh, and that was, you know, he and I had developed a really strong relationship. And I think part of that happened at the 24-hour hurricane um, that year. And, you know, we had each other six. We were always looking out for each other. And I, and I think that started it. You know, fast forward till, you know, this year, um, I mean, we've got, you know, gosh, anywhere from five to seven outs in three different states every month. Um, we have, you know, guys trying to figure out what it means to, to have and operate and support us a pro team and an ambassador team to, you know, there's all different aspects that are different flavors for what might be good to help enable beasts. So, you know, to really get to my point here, because I'm doing the Pacific Northwest thing where we circle around 20 times before we make a point, and then we still drive Yeah, but you're doing really way. well at it. You're doing really well at uh, it, though. Well, one and raised in Seattle, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't murder me. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is right now it's getting back. I don't want to say getting back because it makes it seem like we lost it. I think it's putting down deep roots and making sure our foundation is strong. I think that's key to the rest of the year and going into 2019. So what I mean by that is really reinforcing a strong leadership team with clear and defined responsibilities that have a deep support system between themselves as well as the buy-in from the rest of their leaders and the team. So, for example, something we talked about, in, and it's actually on episode 49, it's the, the AMA and announcements from uh, yesterday. And yeah. talked about having these state director roles, which is kind of a new thing. We started with Lorenzo a few months ago. Um, we asked Jenna to come in on Idaho and, um, and Mike here and Amy to kind of co-lead the charge on Washington. And now all these people have a slew of folks standing behind them and, and want to and want to be a part of figuring out how do we best support our team members. And this is just one example, right? But how do we how do we effectively grow and or maneuver and or have the right people and paths in place to to be good to people and, and help them get off the couch and try something that might scare them. Um, and I think that's what that's what really is all about. So that's that's one uh, piece of the trifecta. So I'm going to call this the trifecta. So the first piece is having a strong and enabled leadership team um, that everybody knows, right? So the last thing I ever want, and 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 I don't think is successful, is to have a team known by one one person, right? So at yep. some point I'm yep. going to die, or you know they're going to vote me off the island or something, <laughs> and <laughs> that then what happens, right? So if, if I did my job right, um, that's not going to matter. And, and not to downplay me or anything else, but there's, there's a, a, an army of great, amazing people that are there ready to lead the charge and that, that support it and, and also have balance, right? So the, you know, a successful team is a team where there's 
there's dozens of people out there that have different roles and responsibilities that attribute to the greater holistic picture of, of what's to come. And that is directly reflected, um, I think, you know, as, as a leader, as, as a guy that just, I just want to see the world be better and me be better by, by learning around it. I think it's that rising tide mentality, right? If we're all better together or, you know, we all look to make it better, just like we do when we racetrack, then this is a better place. So that's kind of the first one. I know I rambled for a little bit, but I won't do it in the last two. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's good. I think that's important. The, uh, you know, the part that as, you know, someone who kind of kicked the team off, the the reason why I was so adamant about you, adamant about you not doing it on your own was because that was where I had made a big mistake is that while I had help, there was no structure to that. And so a lot of things landed on my shoulders and with a family and business and everything else, it was too much. And so I think that that approach is vital to the long-term success of the team. I think that, that that's, uh, I commend you for that because I know it can be hard to delegate and I think it's neat that you're doing it in that way. Well, it, don't give me all the credit. It takes a village, it takes a team. You know, there's even no, times. You know what, though? Mind. Hold on. I'm interrupting you on purpose. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pausing this and interrupting you on purpose because there's a reality that you have teams that are led by dictators, and it is that individual. It's the leader that determines the culture and what happens next, right? So before you go passing credit off to other people, we have to make sure that you get the credit that you're due because it takes the leader who actually is kind of running the ship, which that was you. Now it's not, now it's dividing up and you're spreading the wealth, but the reality is that that was you. And so it takes that individual to stand up and say, I'm and find the right people to delegate out to. And so I think that that's, that's a big step and it was the one that I wasn't successful at. And so I want I think it's important to take a moment and to recognize you for that before you go off trying to pass it off as though it's not a big deal. It is. And you should we'll accept I that. <laughs> I agree that. I mean, it takes a big man to admit that the way you were doing it originally was wrong, that you were trying to do it by yourself because that's, I mean, all of us, you're a little bit younger than we are, but that's the way I was raised too. You do it by yourself. But I learned yep. a long time ago that you can't always. And building yep. a team, a, a management team underneath you, that does a great job so that you're not completely, you know, destroying yourself trying to make this team go. I mean, you're you're making a good leadership team underneath you so that you can spend time with Braden. You can spend time with your family, which is, you know, yeah. what we need to do sometimes. So, yeah, you, you know, and give yourself credit for admitting that you needed help. I, I appreciate it, guys. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to stop because I'm going to tear up and it's not going to be pretty and... Then well, we can't see you, so it doesn't matter if it's pretty. Good, because yeah. hold on. No, I'm just um, no, but in all seriousness, thank you. That, that really means a lot to me. Um, you know, I definitely think that you know when things transitioned, I had one of those like, "Hold my beer, let me, let me, let me go kick some ass" kind of moments, and it was you know like America's Home some videos where the guy like gets hit in the nuts, and it was great. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, I think remember you, both of your points. Um, when we, the, the biggest thing, and Mike and I have talked about this a lot, 
It's the biggest thing is we want this to be a fun place where people can grow and their passion can can develop wherever it points to. But and and then maybe they try something with Beast for a while. Maybe they're a coach or they're this or what. But the last thing we want is people getting burnt out on something they love. And there's definitely been times where I've been close to that or there. And that and Mike has reeled me in a couple times and said, and so is Zane and Lorenzo and some of those other great people where like, bro, you're burning yourself up because you gave me two things and I appreciate that, but you're holding on to these other twenty six that you need to let go. We all need balance. And so that's kind of part of that effort, right? If we're all balanced and we find up like happy medium, we can build the team, do great things, but still, you know, go home and throw spaghetti on and do nothing. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that's a big piece. Yep. So, uh, changing gears on you, um, I'll wrap up your, your question with, uh, you know, I think the other two pieces of the Triforce are this. When, um, I think part of it's just walking the walk and talking the talk. So we've, we've talked about becoming a nonprofit forever. Yeah. Long um, time. <laughs> actually happening this month. So, uh, wow. You guys are getting getting a little bit of a preview of this. Um, so first off, I have to thank our friend Dirk. So Dirk is an amazing guy. So he he's started several nonprofits. He actually, if if you guys are listening, check it out. There's a really cool nonprofit called Prison Scholars, and it's about bringing education and and a real chance at changing um, to those that are incarcerated. And really cool, right? And you know, it's sometimes it gets blown over by the other, you know, uh, nonprofits out there. You know, like, hey, let's raise money for puppies, because um, everyone can get on board with that. But this guy, stuff, and he has helped us and advised us and and been patient with us. So when we started moving the needle last year to actually coming there, there was so many hurdles that we had and adjustments that we needed to make before we could actually go. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. And we've picked up that ball really hard in the last couple of weeks, and we're actually getting together. There's like 18 things we have to submit, um, and we're submitting them all on Sunday, September 19th. It costs a little bit of money. We, you know, we've been saving for a long time. We're going to be fine. Um, it's going to take some time, but we've already got the articles and bylaws written. We've we've reviewed things. It's just at this point, it's crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And there's a few different point, points, right? There's things I had no idea existed. And I'm not going to pretend I know what I'm doing. We have to register as a Washington State charity. We have to register as a Washington State nonprofit. We have to register as a federal nonprofit. There's some international stuff. There's some business licenses. There's some entity stuff. There's And if we don't cross the T's and dot all the I's, we could be a nonprofit technically in Washington state, but we wouldn't be a charity. We could be a nonprofit with the IRS, but we couldn't accept funds or disperse funds or do something with those in the state of Washington or on an international scale. It's really weird. I'm not going to pretend to understand it all. <laughs> it's like some voodoo nonprofit magic and it's scary, but we're sitting down together. Sounds like and some of that stuff is instantaneous. So not all of those 18 things after we submit are going to be done Sunday. But some of those, like Washington State Charity and Nonprofit, because that's kind of our base of operations, those will be almost instantaneous. So by the end of the month, we'll have almost every single one of those check marks done. We're actually putting in action what we've talked about forever. And it, it's, <laughs> you know, what does that, that guy say in that movie? Well, it's about damn time. Like, it's yeah. happening. 
and the ducks are in a row and we're all marching in the same beat. And, you know, yeah, there's some fine tuning we have to do. Yes. And there's some understanding we have to do. Yes. And there's some learning we have to do. Yes. But we're actually doing it. And I think that's the big thing going into this next year. And the other piece, the third piece is figuring out how do we be a good and responsible steward for a nonprofit. So once we become a nonprofit, we're not a business. We're not owned by anybody, but we're owned as a public entity. We belong to the public, which is the right thing to do. So how do we become good stewards of this thing that, you know, it's not a inheritance you pass on to your grandkids. It's a, it's a public service. That's the mentality that we have to have is that we are public and we're creating something for the betterment of the people around us. So how do we become good uh, stewards? Yeah, no, I agree. Cool. And I mean, that's one thing. Dirk's awesome. I, that, he's someone I want to get on the, the, the podcast really soon. So if you're listening, Dirk, call me. <laughs> you know what I like about that guy too? Is uh, is he uh, when he puts his mind to get something done, dude? That guy's an animal. Uh, yeah, I, I I promised him something. I forget exactly what it was, um, but I was like, yeah, I'll have it to you tomorrow. And he messaged me like first thing next day. He's like, hey, bro, it's not tomorrow. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, the, the man the man is one of the most integrous dudes I've ever met, and he is driven. And mm-hmm. you guys don't know. In all seriousness, and I'm not just saying this because he's my friend, but and he's really helping us, uh, advising us to get to the right direction. Uh, but uh, what he's done with prison scholars has actually, um, he's actually had uh, some sponsorship and some uh, involvement with John Legend and some of his organizations, and he's gone and done some really cool stuff and helped bring some greater good to the world because he feels like it's the right thing to do. Um, how freaking cool is that? to know somebody like that. Yeah. I'm rambling, but you, you get the point. Yeah, yep, that's awesome. <clears throat> well, that's exciting to see that finally come together because that was a, you know, idea I had a long time ago, but just could never get the one. I mean, it's, it wasn't cheap, right? I mean, that was one of the biggest hurdles for me was getting the financial backing to be able to get something rolling forward. And then too, that, like you said, trying to figure out how to get it all done was impossible. So connecting a team, you know, a group together to make that happen was very challenging. And so I'm super excited that you've found a way to do that. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, if it's a one man army show and you're trying to do that, something work. Like that it, it just, yep. you, you don't have a balance and uh, no, you can't, then it becomes, the quality that you bring to not just yourself in your life, but to your race, to your training, the people around you, the beasts on your team, it's just not there. And I've walked down that path, you know, it's funny because it's, <laughs> you mentioned like, Hey, don't go this alone. And I was like, yeah, I got this. It's like, Oh shoot. I don't. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and maybe it's horrible to say that, you know, in that moment, in those few months, I learned, I think more than I ever had in my life and completely changed. Um, you know, so 2017 was, was a, was a, a roller coaster where the first half, I, I kind of felt like I was this lost puppy. And, and the second half I was like, I felt like, you know, you know, like when Neo wakes up in the matrix and he's like, Oh crap, I figured something's different. Like that was that. And I feel like just, getting people involved and giving them a chance to say, Hey dude, you, you look like you can do this, go do it. 
And I think that has, A, built the team up to a much better place and much healthier culture, and B, it's enabled us to say, okay, we've talked about this. Let's actually figure it out. Yeah. No, that's awesome because it basically, I mean, like literally like overnight got put into your lap and I essentially walked away because it was in, it was actually interfering in my business, my life too much to the extent that I had to just simply let it go. And that was a commitment that I'd made to myself and to my wife and, you know, and my employees. And, you know, it was a decision I just kind of made was like, well, we're going to just let this roll. And I really believed in you, but I know that uh, that had to be at the same time really challenging because, you know, I wasn't there to to help because I had too much going on in my own life. And so it was like, just all of a sudden, here you go. (laughs) And you managed to make it work. And honestly, I think part of that to Adam's credit, I think that was part of why it was hard for him in the beginning was it was one of those yeah. things like a lot of us, the team, we didn't even know what happened. I think until I think it was like Montana, Adam came up to me and asked me if there was anything I wanted to do within the team and help out. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I was all confused. Like, what, wait, who, the, what, you know? And I think that was part of it. Cause it was just kind of one of those things that I mean, we didn't have we had kind of the Facebook, but we didn't have the podcast. We didn't have any way to communicate to people. And it was just like all of a sudden, like, Drew was gone, and here's Adam, and we're all like, who the hell are you? And I think yeah, and I, kind I, did of, a, you know, I did a video, because I did a video on Facebook, but, yeah, there was no other method of communication. So if, yeah. if anybody missed that video, right, I, I mean, think we all you would, there's video. no way to know. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like all of a sudden Adam's like, I, I, I'm the guy now, and we're like, who? What? You know, and I think it was just kind of, it took everyone by surprise. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, Adam tried going at it, and, you know, without help. And I think it just kind of, everyone's like, who are you? And then by the time we all kind of figured out, like, oh, shoot, we should help this guy. It was like Adam was already like, you know, had rammed his face in the wall so many times he was almost unconscious that, <laughs> you know, and then we all like, okay, maybe we should help him out here before he kills himself. <laughs> and now he's finally, you know, we're we're getting it down and everyone's starting to, you know, I feel like the team's starting to come back together more than, you know, they're like, okay, we see where we're going now. It's getting better. So I think there's a huge future for the beast and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, it was a, a difficult decision to make that type of a transition. It was one that had to happen quickly and, I'm just glad that Adam was there to, to take, you know, to, to pass the reins off to. Yeah. Thanks. And like I said, there was, there was some bumpy times in the bidding beginning, but they're always, oh, in, yeah. you know, in transfers. And I think, you know, it's in good hands right now. And I mean, with the way that he's, you know, starting to delegate the, the leadership out, I think it's going to be a huge, big thing. I mean, you know, like Absolutely. we talked about, Washington at some point is probably going to have like four directors because there's just so many people in so many areas here. It's just yeah, it's crazy. There there's a lot. Well, thanks, Ben. And, you know, I think that that echoes back to, and, you know, and it, and it's funny, Mike, the way you tell it, you know, ram your head into the post. And, and as funny as it is, it's, it's kind of true. And well, that's not, not kind of true. It's true. Right. And uh, yeah. And I feel bad that, you know, we, we went through that a little bit together and, and maybe I, I just, maybe I'm overhyping it or downplaying it or whatever. Right. 
but the thing is, you know, the transition wasn't the smoothest, and you know, and and I'm I'm to blame, we're all to blame, whatever, right? But the thing that I think is the most important thing here is look at where we have come and where we are now, and. You know, I think I think uh, you know we call each other family. I mean, we've we've literally said you know welcome family to people, and, and we treat people like family, and and we really do consider a good part of our family. You know, and I think it's 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 important to remember that sometimes family butts heads. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and uh, you know chasing each other's with baseball bats, and uh, or maybe that was just my childhood. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, that that's how we grow. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes if, if we're not, if we as individuals and as a team and as an organization, if we can't challenge the why in what we believe, if we can't ask questions or make sure that it is the right thing or the right move, then I would question the integrity of why, of that thing we're doing, whether it is, whether it's a, it's a belief, it's an action, right? If there's not a, a, a valid why behind it or, you know, anything along that line. If, if we can't say honestly, butt some heads in, in good, you know, debate or good fashion, right? And, and not just, you know, I believe that debate and, and looking at things from all perspectives and, and challenging the status quo makes us stronger. And it's just like, uh, gosh, it's like the worst obstacle in the world because I become 12 every year, but it's the, uh, you know, the Arctic enema, or it's the, the, the dunk wall, like it like they put like liquid nitrogen in it and your man parts go up like into your yeah. chest. Um it's like going through sucks, but it's great for your muscles. And you feel so much better afterwards. And you know, sometimes it's embarrassing, right? It puts you in a compromising position, like, Oh dude, I went over the dunk wall and I almost lost my shorts while I was peeing and then I got out and I was like, I just got out of the pool, I just got out of the pool. Don't look. Uh, you know, but <laughs> I think you have to have that attitude around, you know, you know, growing. And I think we're, we're, we're getting there. Oh, we are. And I mean, I did, I mean, most people know I have another podcast and what's funny is on that other podcast today, we were literally talking about the fact that you have two families. You have that family that you're born into that one that's blood, but then you have that other family that you choose. And sometimes that other family you choose is the more important one because they didn't have to be family. And that's how I feel about the beast most time is they didn't have to be my family. I chose them and they chose me. And that's what makes a beast and that family so amazing is they didn't have to choose me. My brothers and sisters, they're stuck with me. (laughs) But the beast didn't have to choose me, but they did. And that's why it feels sometimes like that chosen family sometimes can be that much stronger and that much more important to me. And I I think it's that way with a lot of people, you know, I mean, we all have our place, you know, Adam, you know, you're, you're the guy, you're, you're the leader, you're, you're that, you know, Drew, you're the beast master, you're the original. I'm the, you know, whatever, the creeper, the stalker, whatever, just because I love that, <laughs> that fun of, and, and I love it because if you see a lot of pictures, I have this habit. I love to pop up in people's pictures and be that creeper in the back, which is just hilarious <laughs> to me. But <laughs> the best was Landy. I think it was Landy Bowers at Terrain Race. She didn't notice it for like an hour. 
until someone pointed it out that her family picture at the train race, my head is just barely popping up over her husband's shoulder. I'm like, it was so perfect. But, you know, we all have our little fun, and that's just kind of the fun part of being that group. We have those people that are just, it's our family, but it's the family we chose, and it just makes it that much more special. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. Isn't this cool that we're talking about learning and growing and overcoming adversity and trying new things, smacking our heads against the wall, and it sounds exactly like we're describing an obstacle course race? It is. Life is an obstacle course race. There's obstacles thrown in front of you all the time. It's up to you to choose whether or not you go over them or you go around them. I agree. Just like out of the course. You know well, and if you remember too, the when we were first trying to get the the nonprofit off, we had those gold printed shirts, and on the back it said, you know, I think it said attacking obstacles inside and out, right? That idea yeah. that you know that we have obstacles all over the place, and so it's just such that the race is really just this great symbolic you know, moment of being able to overcome physical obstacles when so many of us have these, you know, whether they're emotional obstacles or, you know, anything else kind of inside. And so it gives us this great physical outlet to show that we can overcome things that we just, you know, a lot of times never thought we could. Oh, yeah. It's like Adam, you know, said about his first hurricane heat. Nobody, you don't know what the person next to you is going through. You don't know what happened to them. Their, you know, wife could have told them 20 minutes ago, hey, I'm out, see ya. But you don't know that. As yeah. far as you know, their life could be falling apart around them, and they're still out there pushing it through that race. And everyone's got their obstacles. You know, we've all yeah. been there. I mean, I've, you know, most people don't know the, the state of mind I was in when I first started doing them. So, I mean... Honestly, I mean, when I did Montana in 2015, it was, that was kind of a trip to try and save my marriage. And most people don't know that. We went on that trip together to go to Montana and take that weekend away to try and save our marriage because we were, you know, inches from getting a divorce. I mean, we both had lawyers and everything. And that was our trip to save it. And it did, you know, and most people don't know that that was, that was my mindset when I was heading to Montana to go do that, you know, that beast is it wasn't just an obstacle trying to get over that mountain and get through those obstacles. It was an obstacle of what am I going to do to save my marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, unfortunately for Adam or maybe fortunately, who knows? I mean, you know, that it was the opposite on his where it was pretty much, you know, my marriage is over. Where do I go from here? And you never know who is going where, who, you know. Yeah. You never know, and that's what's awesome about those obstacle course races. I mean, it gets in. It's it's like life. We're full of obstacles. Do you go over them or do you go around them? Oh, you know, how do you do it? Or you just smack into them seven times before you ask for help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, so, no matter what happened, uh, shoot, my life and the life of the people that are in my life, around me, everything has monumentously, monumentally, whatever. <laughs> it's it's grown for the better uh, due to the friendship and the love and the family from PSOCR. And I, I wouldn't be the guy I am today without people like Drew, you calling and telling me stuff and talking and, you know, making yourself available at, you know, midnight or Mike calling me and saying, hey, bro, you know, 
what are you doing? Let, let go a little bit or like, hey, let me help you. Um, or, you know, just bringing different perspectives. I mean, and, and I got to say thank you because uh, this uh, this is the life that I love and I've I've looked for my entire life and, I, and I'm so happy that I'm in the right place and, and I'm happy to be here with you all. It's good. Awesome. I'm not crying. I promise. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, I don't see anything but this team growing and this team getting bigger. And, I mean, we're just going to take over. I mean, at some point, there's just going to be a beast out of CR. Like, we're going to have our own obstacle course, and that'll be it. But, you know, I mean, we're we're just becoming that team that, I mean, everyone everyone gravitates to us. I mean, you go to races. I've been to races, you know, in Vegas where there people know of the beast from all over the country. I mean, everyone knows of Beast OCR and what we stand for, and that is friendship, family, and help, helping each other. And that's what's awesome about this group is, I mean, we help. It sounded very you know, uh, Game of thrones like uh, House the Beast, friendship, yeah. family, <laughs> help. <laughs> These are our words. <laughs> Nobody left behind, man. Nobody no. left behind. I mean, every time... Every time I think about it, I think of the Montana Beast in 2016 when me, Jody, Stevie, and Emily, 13 and a half hours on that freaking mountain, but not one of us would give up. And we just kept going. And I mean, it was one of those things that anytime one of us wanted to give up, the others are like, nope, let's go. Nobody left behind. And every beast that started that beast finished that beast. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's what just makes me think of the beats. I mean, we, when one of us decides I'm done, this is crap. I ain't doing this anymore. Someone else steps in and says, yeah, shut up. Let's go. And that's, what's great about the beast. I mean, we help each other. We know when to step in and say, Hey, let's go. Come on. I know this sucks, but you're going to finish it. Let's go. Yep. Exactly. You know, and it, it may come down to, you know, like with Adam, like you said, where we stepped in and said, Hey, Adam, um, yeah, you need to ask for help. <laughs> You need some help. You need to spend some time with your your kid and your girlfriend, and and let us do some of this. Yeah. So and finally you listen. It took a while, but finally you listen. <laughs> uh, they're they're immensely thankful for you for you. Speaking of that, I should probably get going here in a little bit. Um, so I probably don't get you have to get up early. Um. <laughs> um. So. Mike, Mike, uh, dude, thanks for putting this together for the 50th episode. This has been freaking awesome. Um, oh, it's been a blast. Cool. I, I, I guess I want to throw something over to, to Andrew. Um, I'll put you on the spot if that's okay. Um, but I know, sure. you, I know you do. Um, all things considered, everything that you, you know you've done, where you've been, where you've gone, been involved with. Two, two questions. So one, would you do it all the same again? And two, what would you tell um, your beasts, new, old, in between, lost, found? What would you tell your beasts? Well, so <clears throat> would I do it again? The answer is absolutely yes, because I, I feel like I needed uh, beasts when I started it, which is kind of why I brought it together, because I, I needed it. Um, it was very much a selfish thing. I needed... I help. I needed accountability to work out, lose weight. It wasn't something I've never been good at doing that on my own. 
and I don't, and I generally didn't like a gym environment either. Um, I liked being outside and working out. And so, uh, I would absolutely do it again without question. Um, I never knew that this thing would grow to be what it was because initially that wasn't the intent. Initially it was just to be very, very localized around like Olympia, Tacoma and to just have a place where we could go and work out together and, you know, just have a, a small group. And uh, then everything took off. <laughs> and so if there's anything that I would do differently, um, it would just be the advice that I had given you, which was to not take it all on on your own. And uh, because while I had, while I had people that were interested in taking over leadership roles, at the same time, the, the other part that was a little bit difficult for me was geographically, I was so far removed from everybody that like to show up at a workout was an hour and a half drive, you know, just to show up to Tacoma, you know, and so yeah. it was, uh, it was really challenging geographically because it was every time I'd wanted to be involved with anything, it would be an hour and a half, two hour drive, two and a half hour drive sometimes. And so that, that was tough and that's not something that I really could work around because I wasn't willing to move. Um, so I think that leveraging relationships earlier and finding ways to connect with people um, and to pass off leadership of the team earlier uh, and aspects of the team would have been great because it was totally overwhelming at some point. I remember being up until two, three o'clock in the morning packaging shirts because I'd worked my business during the day and into the night. And then once that was done, I had an order of 150 units that had to be packaged and shipped and, you know, and, and that was a nightmare, uh, especially as the team got bigger. So that's one thing that I would totally do differently is to pass off leadership um, and delegate the way that you're looking to do now is uh, what I would have done differently. As far as, you know, for people that are uh, part of the team, I think that I still feel as though the team has held on to its roots because um, Mike actually spoke to this and Adam, you spoke to this as well during this, this um, interview here. But, you know, the thing about Beast Obstacle Course Racers is that it was started with the intent of getting people moving and getting them off the couch. That was the whole idea. That was it. As simple as that getting people moving and finding something that we could all kind of fall in love with together. And that thing was obstacle course racing. And it was something that it seemed like it didn't matter if you were an athlete or you were a couch potato, we could both show up at the, at the starting gate at the same time and head off on the same race. And no one gave a shit if you won. It, what people actually cared about was if you finished, right? And that yeah. was the thing that, that I think, you know, was, was, was vitally important about the team and the culture that we built and created was this mentality that, that it's, we don't care if you win. Now we'll congratulate you, say good job, we'll pat you on the back. And it's not that it isn't important, but it is not the priority. The priority is getting people moving, getting them having a good time, getting them to push themselves and getting them to grow and become someone they never were before. 
and that hasn't changed. That's the same. So whether you're new, you're old, you're lost, remember what the root of the team is. And the root of the team is getting people moving, overcoming obstacles, and becoming a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. And that hasn't changed. I don't believe that will ever change in the foreseeable future. And so whether, whether you're new, old, or indifferent, just remember that that core component hasn't changed. And even in those times where maybe you feel frustration around changes in the team or, or anything else, just remember that that core component of the relationships and what people are here for has never, ever, ever changed. And I don't believe that it's going to. Uh, and so just stay committed to what it's all about and we'll all be able to travel through, you know, the transitions and obstacles together. That's Damn. Good. Now they got to say that you, even better than Bob. Yeah. Uh, you got the money we sent you to say that, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like we just paid a motivational speaker to say that because that was like perfect. <laughs> well, hey, that, that's my new business. <laughs> I see why, because that was, I mean, you just motivated me and I was already going to the raises. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Get everybody off their butts. Let's get moving. No, I think exactly. I, I, I mean it though. I mean, I, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love what the team is all about, why it started. I love what it became, even though that wasn't, you know, at the time, the, the thought uh, behind it. I love what it's become, and, I, and my favorite part has been the culture that's created around it and that kind of love, because um, I, I, I feel that. You know, I show up at places, uh, I showed up, uh, you know, this, this weekend's race, and I mean, I just felt immense amounts of love from people there, and, you know, that's so cool. It's the, the culture is something you can't beat, you can't create, you can't copy, you can't mimic. It exists because it exists because of this crew and this team as a whole. And that's an amazing, amazing thing. And anybody that's new, I mean, man, just show up to a few races and you'll be hooked. Amen, brother. Amen. So, awesome. Well, this is it was an awesome talk. The time flew by. I can't believe it. it's like it almost is. an hour and a half already. It People is. are falling asleep. <laughs> no, they're not because they're they're enticed by this wonderful conversation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, this Thank has you, been sir. awesome. We we do need to kind of probably we cut this off. I mean, uh, I feel like we could talk like this for hours, but I know uh, Adam has to get some sleep. But he's got a job or something. I don't know. But <laughs> barely. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for, for for being on this episode. I mean, this was an awesome 50th episode. Um, I love having both of you on the on the show. I mean, to hear about where Beast came from and where it's going is is just amazing. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, when I started, there was maybe 50 people on the Facebook page, and I never thought it would be where it is now. I mean, when I started, it was like, hey, maybe I can talk to these guys and find cheap places to stay when I go to races. But that was about it. And now it's this whole huge thing, and somehow I'm partially in charge of Washington. I don't know how you guys, like, made that decision, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but no, it's like I it's say so in comedy. You look at me, and it's like the first thought you come up with is leadership. I'm pretty sure that's not right, but. Um, <laughs> 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 hey, 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 don't sell yourself short. You you have been here for our team in countless ways, dozens and dozens of of instances where you, you you have just been purely about what can I do to bring together the team even closer. And there's been no glory in some of that. There's been no visibility to some of that. Some people probably have no idea some of the crazy things you've done just to support our team, myself, some of the other fantastic people out there in ways that sometimes it's just being an ear. And that, dude, don't undersell yourself, man, because you, you are, you have that. You have that natural leadership. You have that ability to, to, to empathize. And I think no, you know, that was, it also makes you a great podcast host, too, is is you listen, and yeah, you granted you'll poke the bear, which makes it exciting too. But uh, <laughs> you know, you do a great job of of understanding where people are coming from, and that's huge. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to. And there's there one thing I'll just add as we wrap this up, and it's that there's one piece that I I have that no nobody else has, and it excites the hell out of me. And I love it, and I think about it when I go to these races and stuff. Is that so many of you? We'll call you guys OGs of beasts here. So many of you guys. What I love is I remember when are the first encounter with Beast OCR with you guys, and I yeah. love that because nobody else, nobody else has that. That's something that's uniquely mine. Now, Adam, you've yeah. got it for any of the newer crew. But when it comes to the OGs, the Mikes, the Amys, you know, Brandon, you know, all these folks, what's so fun to me is I remember the first interaction and the first meeting with these guys, and it's exciting as hell to see kind of the roles that they've taken on in the team because I know that they never envisioned that of themselves when they first clicked follow or join or like on the posts or the team or anything and it's it's uh it's so cool yeah oh, it's it's awesome. i mean that first time in montana when i ran into you and jason and it was just like you had the shirt and i'm like i've seen that logo i think i'm part of that facebook group and we just started talking and the next thing you knew we just we spent the next what nine hours walking that nine day. hours <laughs> yep. I, I still wanted to quit i was like i am done but then you and jason kept walking and i'm like well i guess i better stay up with them i don't want to be the one wussy in this group that quits <laughs> <laughs> yep and baby face adam <laughs> yep. um, yeah yep. speaking of, speaking yep, of so. adam, one of my uh one of my high school friends today uh found a picture of me in like my senior yearbook photo with long hair and no beard and a got jesus shirt and i just about vomited a little bit um <laughs> I mean, got jesus shirt oh dude it's so bad it's like if you're looking at me comedy that that's like a perfect meme in itself uh, it's horrible to look at it you'll, you'll i mean you see the one bit. that i posted on beastnet where i'm like 140 pounds, cigarette in my hand, and you know, no shirt on with hair like down past my shoulders because the long hair has always been kind of my thing. But yeah, I'm like this little skinny, like ripped guy, and I'm like, yeah. And now I'm, you know, me, but whatever. 
<laughs> we were all different well, people in high school. You guys are yeah. all awesome. The OGs of the team. I uh, hope you're listening. I love you all, and I uh, I just appreciate the memories. And like I said, it's the one piece that I have that none of you bastards have. Is I have that memory of all you guys, and I love it. And I love seeing where you guys have come with the team. And so that's kind of my final thought. Reiterate that. And Mike, you're definitely one of those. Adam, for sure. So uh, those are the pieces that I know are uniquely mine and that I love. And so this team is amazing. And uh, I've really appreciated this conversation with you guys. Oh, that's awesome. And I have appreciated This has been one of the funnest podcasts I've done. Um, so, yeah, on that, we should probably end it. Um, I look forward to seeing you in Seattle um, as long as I live through Hawaii. But, yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing you all in awesome. Seattle, and it's going to be a blast. And thank you guys for being here tonight. This was, this was awesome. All right. Thank you. You guys have an awesome rest of your night. Uh, you too. Anything in closing, Adam? Oh, geez. Um, uh, geez, I, gosh, I, I feel a lot of smart ass remarks. Um, <laughs> you know, we I never I have say, Yeah, we, ne- we never, we never have those or enough of those. You know, I'd say, um, you know, to all you beasts listening and, and even if you're not a beast, you know, and, and you're looking for somebody to get connected to, um, I hope if you listen to all of this, that the one thing you gather is, for the for the most part, we're really just trying to figure out how to do life the right way and how to be good to each other and kind of follow that golden rule, you know, do unto others that you would, would want done to you. And if you're looking for people to get connected to, a join us. We you're welcome here. And B, you know, if you have an idea and you're a beast and you have an idea of something you'd love to see, try do bring it up to one of us. You know, if I'm a scary dude, you know, maybe Mike, maybe Drew. Maybe Lorenzo. Just don't, don't let it fester. Don't let it sit. Bring it up. If you have an idea, we want to hear it. We want to hear how we can be better. And yeah, together, shoot, I want to see what we can do. We're going to do a lot. So like you said, if there's anything you have ideas on or anything that you're worried about, you want to talk to someone, reach out to someone in the leadership group. There's so many of us. Me, Amy, Lorenzo, Brian May, Brian Kays. I mean, there's so many of us. Um, eventually, we, we will have a, a list of them on the page. We, we yeah, yeah, we're working yes, on that. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I'll hand it over. You do it. <laughs> no, so yeah, we're working on that one. So, um, <laughs> all right, you guys have you guys have a great night, and um, I will talk to you soon. All right. All Good right. night, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.